hilarious. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, everybody, we are back. The boys are back in town. Dude, Bruce Springsteen has announced our arrival. <laughs> he knows. It has been a long time. I don't know if you guys so, remember the last time we did a podcast, but I think it was November? Uh, it was probably either that or the first week of December. So yeah. it's been... Well over two months. It's been too long. Let's just say it that way. Yes, we we yes. have been dying to get back in and record an episode, and we are excited for this episode, even though there is no real structure. No plan. Uh, we're kind of just winging it because it's the off season, but we don't want to let you guys down. Um, so today we're going to do some talk about the league as far as winners and losers, some Super Bowl talk because we all watched the game. We know how we felt. Uh, talk a little bit about the offseason and rookies and different moves in the NFL. Um, and then also going to let you guys know our plan kind of going forward for the offseason. So stay tuned at least till the end or fast forward till the end to hear what our plan is. Yeah. At least that part. That's the way to go. Um, but who cares? Let's just jump right into it. I'm really excited. All right, let's do it. Cheek, I, seriously, this is like, I don't think you realize what this means to me, that we're back doing this. <laughs> like, me looking at this little blue light in my microphone and talking to you to my left is like, it is the purest form of just self-expression that I can, I'm, this is my, this is my therapy. This is really a weekly therapy. Life has been a train wreck for the last two months. I'm so excited to get back into this. It's sad how much I care about this. Like, it, yeah. No, not, not enough people listen for my level of care. If one person, if zero people listened, I would feel the same way. <laughs> Which is why I act like a total lunatic at all times. Because this is really just therapy for me. Oh my gosh. I can convince myself that a thousand people are listening. So, <laughs> it's the off season. We're yes. going to figure out exactly what that rhythm looks like. But what we know it will look like for sure is that we will have a beer review. Yes. At the beginning of every single episode. Absolutely. Uh, that needs to be done. Yes. <laughs> so the beer that we are drinking this week, it is a very special week. Don't expect this kind of high class stuff from us every week. Is Hop Slam by Bell's Cheek. Give me your thoughts on Hop Slam. This is a really good beer. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I, I told Matt, like, I, I've never, I think I've had hops on before because I'm sure Chris has gotten it at some point, um, but I probably just drank too much to remember probably. how good it was. Probably. I, I mean, it is super smooth, yeah. like, and it's got a sweetness to it, and I was surprised about how high the alcohol content is in it. Yeah, it'll get you. Like, it's a 10. Oh, yeah. It doesn't taste like a tent. No, it's a 10%. And the secret is that they... So they do some kind of like weird magical hop process to make it like an imperial. But they also brew it with honey. And I haven't read up a ton on it. But what they try and do is like take the edge off that. So that like oh, yeah. when you're drinking most imperials or doubles, you're feeling like kind of the hit. Mm -hmm. And like the bitterness of it, which I really love, like mixed with the florals. But I think something magical with the honey like just takes that edge off and makes it just one oh, of the most yeah. desirable beers. I mean, it's it's one of the reasons that you can buy a six pack in the stores for ten bucks, and then this is ten bucks. Actually, I think it's fourteen bucks. Um, that's that's not that bad though. It's not that bad because on eBay, if you're trying to get it or like a secondhand market, like on Facebook. You're paying like sixty bucks a six pack. Are you serious? It's yeah. Holy cow! I'm about to get in the business of buying and selling beer, folks. Yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> tough to find. So it comes out usually like every fall and <clears throat> winter. Usually we snag some. Okay. Lewis snagged a mini keg the other day. Oh my! Super gosh. excited to enjoy the fruits of that. <laughs> uh, fruits of his labor. Yes, yes, not mine, but his. Uh, so let's get into the actual fantasy league real quick. Uh, so we haven't really... So we tried to do a podcast while I was out in California for yeah. the first week of playoffs. <clears throat> like, mm -hmm. leading into the first week. And that was when I was about to play John, because he unfortunately uh -huh. did not get the bye. Yeah. And I, fortunately for me, beat him, because unfortunately for him... <laughs> Kareem Hunt beat a person that was... Oh, my God! Is that bad? Should I not have done that? He, just, he did it. That's what he did. He hit someone. Oh, my God. He, he, he was a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a bad man. Yeah. So we'll see where he ends up. And that's what happened. And so I won. <laughs> Too far? 
<laughs> maybe it's the off season, baby. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> no one's listening. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so uh, that's how long we've been away from this. You and Griffin did an episode, and yeah. uh, which, by the way, thank you for doing. Thank you to Tyler Griffin for recording that with Cheek. I thought you yeah. guys did a great did a uh, great job. Still super pissed at my internet. <laughs> Like connectivity, I we seriously we practiced before we went to California. We yeah. checked everything, and what ruined it was the Hilton Wi-Fi. So Hilton, if you're listening, somehow I would like a million free Hilton points, <laughs> platinum member for life because you ruined my life. Um, but so the way the playoffs ended up playing out is that Britain was the league winner. Also the yes. commissioner could be controversial. Who knows? Uh, give me your thoughts on kind of how the playoffs <clears throat> went through. You know, here here's the thing. This year is the one year I wanted Britain to win, and here's why. Griffin brought this up going into the playoffs. He's like, I just don't like the payout structure that the league winner isn't winning that much this year. Like, in, in all reality, I think Britain won, like, 50 bucks? Part of that, y- yes. Yeah. But, like after all so the fees to like pay for part the of that shirts, is to pay, yeah part of that's to get the trophy yeah. and the first year startup stuff. What better year to have the commissioner win than this year? It's actually true. It's like, actually true. Like not 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 to say like oh if someone else won like they they lose more like at the end of the day we are a league we're in this together right but like Britain put this league together but I want to take all your money. And yeah, I, I want all the money. Yeah, I want as much money as possible. So when I win, I don't want to pay those fees. I don't want to pay for you know the loser shirt, right? Um, or the like trophy itself. So I thought it was a really like just honestly good timing. Mean, Britain's team is obviously really good. So not to say like oh Britain stacked the deck, uh, but if there's a year for him to win, why not be this year? Like it's the best timing. It keeps all of the league happy, keeps everybody still engaged. Britain loves it. I've seen Britain wear that. Freaking fantasy fan, fantasy champs 2018 shirt. Every time I've seen him, I have. Is that coach, for this league? Yeah, for this league. I coach basketball with him. I see him twice a week. <laughs> Every time I see him, that is true. Wearing, I saw him on Friday night, and he was wearing that shirt. He doesn't take it off. He does not does take he, it off. Li- is that his new skin? <clears throat> it is part of his body. I'm just gonna. Steph, throw, I am sorry. I'm just gonna throw this out there. <laughs> Should we just make the winner of the league tattoo their winning year on them? I love that. Idea. I mean, I would do it. I would in a heartbeat. I would do for that. sure. <laughs> I would like to immortalize on my body how much better I am than every member of the league. Unless you get like one year, and then you have to like give a lot of space because years later you win again. I mean, in my mind, it becomes like here's the logo, and then you get like tally marks. Oh, okay. Because I plan right. on winning a okay. lot, so I'm not gonna have like a full sleeve of the same logo. It's gonna suck if you only get one though, like Britain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Britain's <laughs> tattoo would be super sad. But I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I was kind of like, I was kind of shocked at just personally. I was, I couldn't believe I beat John. That was that, that was, was surprising. Great yeah. for me. And then <clears throat> the matchup between me and Britain to get into the finals. And ESPN is doing. Ma- I wanted to look it up right now because it was literally the saddest week that could have existed for both of our teams. I want to say we both scored super low. It was like ninety to seventy eight or something. Mm-hmm. Um. But ESPN is doing maintenance on their website, so I literally can't look at it, which is just epic. Thank you, ESPN. Uh, <laughs> way, to, way to keep us in mind. You know? So Yeah, so for me personally, <clears throat> I was like, God, dude, this sucks. But if I'm going to be beat by someone, like, I really like that I had I – ha- I feel like I had a legitimate shot at what can only in fantasy be described as, like, a pure super team. As someone who, oh, like, yeah. took – I think he scored over 200 points twice, three times. No, I think uh, it was only twice. Twice. Twice, yeah. Twice, yeah. Which is, well, that's still ridiculous. That's literally yeah, like. That's if, hot. If you're to take, if you're to base, like, I know we're half PPR, but if you're to baseline yourself in standard scoring, like, if you tell someone that you scored 200 points, like, that's nuts. Yeah. That's when and, someone goes, wow, did you have every top scorer? Yeah, literally. Every single person. And that's what Britain and had. That's pretty, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, when you add it all up between Saquon, uh, who was his quarterback? Big Ben? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Ben goes big, big, Juju, Devonta Adams, Julio. That's when it gets disturbing. Is the whole Julio Gosh, thing? This team is good. It, it is good. So, what do you think about next year? You think he's gonna repeat that? You think he's gonna have a shot? What do you think is gonna happen there? Honestly, I think Britain definitely has a chance to repeat. Um, I don't know if it's like a guaranteed repeat uh, because Britain did give up a lot um, in, in this year with. Uh, I, maybe he didn't give up the wrong phrase. 
with him winning the league, he gets the 12th pick in the first round rookie. So he's not going to get a shot at that Saquon like he did this year. No, absolutely and, not. And that was a super smart strategic move on his part. But Yeah, still, I, still kicking myself there. I think a lot of teams are – you're going to start to see a lot of teams' rookies from this past year really start to perform. Darius Geis. Oh, yeah. Like, he's he's not going to be bad this year. Let's hope. He's going to I mean, at least literally play. literally haven't seen him play an NFL snap. He's at least going to play. He's going to score points. Yeah, he's maybe at least going to have a zero by his name. Yeah. And it's not going to be because he was on IR. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think we're going to see it level out just a hair, but I, I don't want to say it this early because it's super early. I, w- I still wouldn't be surprised if Britain had a back-to-back championship. Well, I mean, like, it's not shocking either, Greg, because, yeah. like, Julio's not going anywhere. Yeah. Juju's Julio's only going, going up with AB drama, which we'll get into. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's going up. Okay, we'll get into. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Saquon is not going anywhere. Yeah. Hopefully he's getting a quarterback. Yep. Uh, who else is on his team? George Kittle. No, he, no, doesn't, no, have he doesn't have George Kittle. Jason has George Kittle. Uh, right. But he has Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, which which Aaron Rodgers had a bad year this year, and Devontae Adams was still good. Yeah, probably the worst year he's like had in the last decade. Yeah, it it, and, it was super outlier year. Yeah, and so I mean, yeah, his team is great. I I don't. I'm just gonna choose the like odds on favorite and say that he's not going to repeat. But oh, yeah. Britain's team will be a force. I think for me, where this whole like he moved a lot of picks. Kind of like what we were talking about. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of our rookie picks will be coming in this year. I think a lot of Britain's weakness will come in, if he doesn't make a bunch of moves next year, will come in the year after this. Because I think the 2020 season? Yeah, I think with a lot of the ways that like rookies go is that you really don't see the rookie production year one, especially with like running oh, backs. Yeah. You see it year two. So if you mm-hmm. trade away a bunch of rookies you act to get this year's talent, you're probably actually not going to see a huge downturn the next year. It's two years after. Yep. It's like working out. You feel bad two days yep. later, you know. I mean, I haven't worked out in like eight months, so I don't know. But that's what I've been told. I've been told. I Googled it, and that's what it said. My wife's in like this health challenge or something, and she tells me that all the time. <laughs> but I'm just here drinking Hop Slam in the basement, <laughs> talking about fake football. <laughs> um, let's go to the other side of the league real quick. Uh, Chris Matre, ultimate loser. Oh, Chris. Uh, yeah, I mean, Chris, you just got toasted this year. I mean, it's, it's here, unfortunate. Here's the unfortunate thing for me about Chris is that, like, so obviously first three weeks of the season, we're just disparaging Chris. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's effectively a subhuman in our minds. Oh, my God. And, and then he's, like, making this run for the playoffs. He was. And we're, like, he talking about He was making it. all the right moves. We're talking about him every week. We're like, what is this guy doing? Like, he's going to make it. He's going to do it. Yeah, I and believed then, like, in him. Last two weeks, we're like, he's got a 20% chance. He's got a 10% chance. Oh, no. He's in the bottom playoff bracket. Oh, my God. He's literally the worst team in the Poor league. Poor like, guy. You know? Just roller coaster season for Chris. It really was. Like, I think Chris's season, more than anyone else's, I paid attention to, and not just because, like, we're closer, is literally because he was making these crazy moves. Like, he had that crazy offseason trade, or not offseason, during season trade with Jason, which we'll get into. Yeah, yeah. Probably we'll a little bit. That. Uh, and on top of that, like, he, I mean, he, he made such strong moves right before the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think anybody else was making moves oh, to he was get going the hard. playoffs more than Chris was. And it was impressive. Like, his 20% to me was like a 70%. Yeah. Like, I was like, he's doing the right he's thing. He's got to be able to He's, he's got to be able to get in. Um, it backfired. He did oh, not time. get in. Big time. But on the upside, he gets the 1-1 in the rookie. So, it's one of those where it's like, eh, I feel bad for him. But also, he got the best rookie pick possible. Does he get the one one? He got the one one because he was in the bottom four. So the one oh uh, the lottery the lottery yeah. So in case yeah. anybody doesn't remember, the lottery happened. It is uh, Chris gets the one one. I'm at the one two. Uh, and well, sorry, Chris gets the first rookie. I get the second rookie. I believe it is Joey getting the third rookie, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Which we can get into that. Talk about roller coaster oh, seasons. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to look it up real quick because I have it pulled up. Uh, yeah, so it's Joey getting the third rookie pick and Steph getting the fourth. Um, after that, it's Jason and Tynan. And I'm kind of confused on this. I don't know. Maybe Britton can clarify a little bit. The bottom six, right now it's listed as Matt, Corey, Sarah, John, Britton, Griff. But I think that's going to be different based on playoff standards. I, saying, I think. I think just... 
I, so it's it should be playoff standings. I don't know how you break the ties. We'll, we'll figure it out. But I yeah. think I have to be in the top four because I made it to the semifinals. Is how it, mm-hmm. is how it would work. So and the bottom four, of the rookie is what you mean. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. But I mean, Chris, Chris just got. I mean, it was a it was a roller co- absolute roller coaster. What do you think about the toilet bowl playoff structure? So the way that we did it this year mm-hmm. was. Um, that we basically said it's it's literally the reverse of playoffs. So in the playoffs, yep. you win, you move on. In the toilet bowl, you lose, you move, you move on. on. Because if you win, you're now safe from the toilet bowl. What do you think about that structure? I think it worked. But it was. I for mean, it me, obviously worked. Yeah, obviously someone worked. lost. Yeah, someone lost. Like so, uh, but, was that the right structure? But for me, it was confusing. Like, it was it confusing? All right, go on. It, it was confusing. It was confusing because like I kept trying to figure out like, am I in the hunt? And I I kept envisioning like, okay, if if two teams lose twice, which was possible, wouldn't that make them the biggest loser? Like the ultimate loser is two the teams. team that loses the most. So if two teams both lose twice, which was very possible because my team was looking rough thanks but to Derrick have, Henry. Up if you all. have six teams and three weeks of playoffs, yeah, then you'll have two. You'll have four with two with buys, yeah, and then you'll have semifinals. But and we then, didn't do buys. We didn't do buys. No, there were no buys in the toilet bowl. How could there not be buys? There were no buys. Everybody played week fourteen. What? Everybody played week 15. Everybody played week 16. What does that That's why week 15 matchup? The playoff bracket was completely offline. So yeah. what basically what Britain did is said, okay, everybody plays week 16, but these two, or sorry, not week 16, week 14, but these two teams are actually on a bye. So they're even if they lost, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so like if you look in so your ESPN app, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Okay, it, okay. It, it okay. didn't communicate well because ESPN showed that I was playing a team when I wasn't actually playing a team. And I, I, I for that but you reason, had a I also buy didn't because, love it. But you had a, a, a <clears throat> quote-unquote buy. Buy. Disadvantage. Yeah. Kind of. Well, yeah, that's the point, right? It's like you're supposed to have less chances to become safe. Yeah. But it, ESPN didn't show that. Exactly. So if ESPN would have showed exactly the right system... What would have been your thoughts about it? I still don't love it. And here, here's the reason. I think with the toilet bowl, it should be a like a fight to the finish. And, and that's week, exactly what this is. But but it wasn't because after week fifteen, it was like I don't care if I lose, I won. Yeah, but that's the point. Is like you're safe. It's the same thing with. But like, I want to keep fighting in week sixteen. I want to start my best because it but keeps me safe. going. It doesn't matter. I, I want to feel not safe. What are you talking about? I want to feel terrified every week in the toilet bowl because I want to be afraid to lose. So I would love the bottom six fights at the finish. Whoever has the most losses, and if it's a tie, it's the least points. Yeah, but you so that every like... week you're starting your best lineup because week sixteen, I literally, I think my starting lineup was just garbage because I was like, you know what, I'm going to play all these guys that could pop off for like 500 points. Or zero. Cheek, it, it kind of sounds like you just need to make the playoffs for you I to care. I do need to make the playoffs. <laughs> that is absolutely true. But that, that was my only beef. I think it went well. I don't think it was, you know, terrible by any means. Yeah. But I, I love, in fantasy, what I love about it is every week trying to put together the best roster. So you just got to play FanDuel is what you got to do. I, I've, I've been avoiding it because <laughs> I know that I will become addicted. I mean... I, I mean, I'm not going to say I 20x my cash last year, but I did. I, that's what I did. $5 turned into $100. I mean, that's pretty good. I had a couple zeros and I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I get like you might have trimmed some weeks off the season, yeah. quote unquote. But to me, the other way to do a toilet bowl where it's like, because if you have six teams in three weeks, not everyone gets to play everyone. Yeah, and there's no like divisions, so like there's just no way to make it make sense. So then, when you're talking about like, oh, well, total number of losses, like that's largely arbitrary. And then you're mm-hmm. like, like it just becomes so arbitrary where like instead of, you know, when you do like reverse playoff bracket, it becomes more like 
yeah, yeah, you genuinely sucked balls for the entire 12 weeks, <laughs> and so then you only have two chances to become safe, so you better not have sucked too bad, otherwise you're going to be wearing a pink unicorn shank shirt, like going through Goodfellas at 2.30 in the morning. Gosh, I cannot wait for that. Yeah, which, by the way, I cannot wait to roast Chris, which, speaking of, no free ads, but we should go to Penn's Mechanical, if you haven't been there. Oh, no. Mini bowling. Chris has told me about it. Oh, my yeah. God, so good. We went there and I like ripped Lewis's shirt off of him and then I like did some major damage to my shoulder after I major damage in skiing. So <laughs> it was great. Which by the way, life update for Matt Wyborski. Uh I was skiing in California on my business trip. And uh we were about ten feet from the lift, and I went to hockey stop and spray my colleague with snow, and I ate it. <laughs> at the bottom of a lift like it wasn't even a cool crash it was the bottom of a hill I crashed and I fractured my shoulder tore my rear rotator cuff and tore my labrum <laughs> which is the ligament that holds my shoulder like in socket so now I have to do physical therapy for like six weeks and pay like it's literally gonna cost me like like that skiing trip was like a five thousand dollars skiing trip oh my gosh yeah it was dope that's what you get for trying to make someone else look like an ass well, that's what I said I said it was literally karma I was like I was trying to be a douchebag and then I just got owned so like I kind of get it and also like I don't know maybe the story's worth five thousand dollars of my life I don't know we'll see uh, but yeah so I mean if I had to choose I would vote on the same playoff structure again of like, cause I like the reverse playoffs, but we have a lot of time to discuss that over the year. Yeah, I'm not totally against it. Just to be clear, think, I'm not totally. Against I think it. I for think sure it, what needs to happen is that it needs to be locked down before the oh, playoffs gosh, start. Yeah. Oh my gosh, because yeah. that was crazy. It got it, I, I like that was another reason I think I didn't like it is like playoffs was happening and I, in my mind it was like, do I need to win this week? Yeah, like am I screwed if I lose? Yeah. Am I like? Am I safe if I win? So like, I ended up winning that week, and I was like, "Am I what's happening?" Safe? Question mark. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I will say so. like the reverse playoff bracket is non-standard. It's like yeah, I've played it before, but like, mm-hmm. and so like to me, it's always made sense. But the idea like the the way that you know the toilet bowl is more standard than yeah. what I know, mm-hmm. and what I know was what I was pushing, which became like effectively loser moves on. Yeah, winner is safe, and so. Yeah, I think some clarity on that would have been nice beforehand. So, I mean, not to roast the commissioner too hard, but like, let's get this. It's <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll get it figured out for next year. We yeah, got next year. We got a couple months to figure that out. So, um, I'm sure Britain will figure it out. Yeah, I mean, and also the two league managers or whatever our titles are, <laughs> which we have been unofficially elected to. Because I think I still have league manager access. So, if anybody wants your scores changed, let me know. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would that change my draft position? Because I could lose very I hard. I don't think I can do that. I mean, I'm a big Ricky Bobby guy. <laughs> if you're not first or last. So I'd rather wear a pink unicorn shirt to oh a bar my gosh. than come in second. It I'm is fitting that Chris was the ultimate loser and does get the 1-1. Like, I mean, he's the ultimate off. loser. Like, yeah. He's going to have to wear that shirt I mean, every time we go out. I might make him wear it when we go out, just me and him. You know, that'd be kind of tight. That'd be we should do that. Hilarious for me. Uh, let's jump into uh, next season, starting to like project. Yes. Let's, so, let's jump in. Let's go forward. Yeah, let's, let's stop go, looking let's at go the past. Forward. Let's We're look looking at the back. So what we want to do over the off season, we kind of like we kind of want to mix of what went well last season. What do we want to do this season and mix in mm-hmm. some NFL stuff. So I guess this is kind of us jumping forward to the next season. Um, there were a lot of like interesting moves made at the end of the season. Oh my god! That I think we only really reflected on how they affected the 2018 season. Yeah. But I kind of want to. I want to. I want to like brush the surface of what do you think the 2019 season looks like for like the team that you think is in the most interesting or like to me when I say interesting, I think volatile position for the next year. Um, man, it's tough to say without because as we said before, ESPN is not letting us in right now to actually look at teams. But I, I think there are a couple teams like it, it, as arrogant as it sounds. I love my team for next year. Uh, I, I think it is. I, I'm honestly really excited to see what Jarek McKinnon and Le'Veon Bell do, um, as well as Josh Allen going into next year's. Season like I think he can be a great quarterback, and Tom Brady apparently is going to play till he's eighty years old. So who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, but outside of that, 
One team that actually does kind of surprise me in looking at next year because of the way the rookie draft played out is Chris's team. Like we were just saying that Chris's team is like he made all these big moves towards the end of the year that were huge moves to win this year. Those moves carry over. Like he still has Philip Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. He also has Royce Freeman. But whoever ends up being the main guy so, there, he's got. Yeah, he's got he's got a starting running back on yeah. on a team, a which team. is more which is than good. most people could say. Yeah, like one of those guys is going to be the main guy, and if I think if he can make moves to, like it, clearly he's an aggressive move maker, and I think that can really bring value. Like if he decides to trade away his first you know rookie pick, that's a huge play, but. I honestly like. We'll talk about this in a minute. I, I think he can get a lot of value for that first rookie. Um, so, looking forward, I see teams like Chris's team that I'm kind of just excited to see build. My team that I'm really excited. I got two first round rookie picks. I love that. Um, uh, Jason, gosh, oh. Jason has four first round rookie picks. That's literally jacked. Sweet Mother Mary. Like, good night. That guy has a lot. And at the Super Bowl, I was talking to him. He said he wanted all 12. Sorry, Jason. The most you're going to get is 10. Because I got two of them. And I'm I, not giving them up. If I could help you, I would do it. But you already gave him one. But Marshawn Lynch is in my <laughs> IR spot. So you already got what you want out of me. Again, <laughs> Marshawn. I forgot that you gave a first round. Hold on. If he would have been good this year, you all would have been like, oh, he's a fucking genius. And then I went in and started these idiot running backs that I had to start for my entire year. I would have been a damn genius if that would have worked out. But it didn't, so I took a risk. So, F me. <laughs> it's not that funny. I forgot about that. It was fine. Ooh, that was good. And, a, and Christian Kirk. That hurt. <laughs> Christian Kirk, yeah. All right, fine. One of the worst trades in the league. I'll, I'll give that. No, no, no. Out. Not the worst. We're going to get to I the worst. I said one of the worst. One of the worst. It wasn't sure. great. It wasn't great. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you? I what what are some it. of the teams that you think are kind of in an interesting position uh, going into the, I guess, 2019 fantasy season? Not uh, NFL season, but fantasy season. I think by far the most interesting team, and I just didn't want to tell you this when we were making up the show doc four minutes before the episode, uh, is, is your team, for sure. <laughs> All I think, right, I love this. Continue. Because uh, Jared McKinnon, yeah. obviously, shocking. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, obviously. Ooh, I'm so excited. Who knows where that's going to go. Could be really great. Could be really bad. We don't know. I'll yeah. probably cast some negative light on it to like kill your vibe a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I think your team is going to be really, really interesting because like obviously you were really hurting this year. But you get a low rookie pick. And you've got what everyone genuinely believed were two high first-round running backs coming in. And if yep. we've seen anything in the last season, it's that... As long as you can keep those running backs throughout the entire season, <laughs> if you have high running backs and you have the running off. back strength, you're paying off. Uh -huh. So, like, let's say like Jarek McKinnon and Lev Bell become anything like anyone thought they were going to be. You have the chance to become just a dominant force at running back at running sure. back. Yeah. But like wide receivers, like they're so they're they're fluctuating. Yeah, way more than running backs are. Mm -hmm. Where like. I mean, honestly, a lot of my mileage came out of Ezekiel Elliott. Like, yeah. having those, like, that genuine, like, 22 points a game coming out of one player on your roster who's just touching the ball that much. Like, obviously, Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill were huge producers. But that, like, and, and that, like, boomer bust, like, put me over some people that, like, maybe I shouldn't have. It's like... Yeah. If you look at John's like average scoring and standard deviation, like he's way higher, and it's because of running back touches. Yep. Running back touches right now dominate fantasy football. Yeah. And like I think you have a really good chance to be very high in terms of just like if you were to just count the number of running back touches on your roster, it'd be really high. Um, the other one that is obviously interesting is obviously Jason and his psychopath plans to <laughs> like which I, again, this is like I just I can't – my mind is so much simpler than Jason's. I mean, like, when I go to work, <laughs> like, he does whatever he does, and I build he jet teaches. engines. <laughs> so, like, I just – you know, never, clearly I can never be on his level. But 
to draft a bunch of like forty year olds and then trade them all away for rookie picks the next year. <laughs> he did a year. great job with it. Like honestly, I mean, he's doing great. I just don't get it. Like, like for me. I just was like, oh, well, I'll just get a team now. That makes sense. Yeah. But Jason was like, this year is garbage. I'm going to kind of almost make the playoffs right now. Or he made the yeah. playoffs. No, he didn't. No, he did not make the playoffs. Um, so that I might get all the power next year. Yeah. But then I now I, I, I will say, Jason is a phenomenal, like, Avalon, Catan. Like, he's a great he's a strategy man. He's a great board game player. Yeah. So I'm terrified of him. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, it's just... So, so those are the two most interesting. You got the most interesting roster and the most interesting man. Like Jason should exclusively drink Dos Equis for the rest of his life. I don't always drink, but when I do, is Dos Equis. Yeah, that's that's for sure what happens. That's Jason. Yes, exactly. There's your new team name, Jason. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into a little bit more NFL and like we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but you know it's the end of the season. We can yeah, do whatever we, want. we can do whatever so, we want. Um. So this is now three days after the Super Bowl, right? Yes. Super Bowl was 2-3. It's 2-6. February, for those of you that don't know your months in order. In in case you don't know when the Super Bowl is. Dude, uh, first off, full disclosure, I didn't know the months in order until... How old was I when I... What year was it when I was 25? (laughs) Hang on a second. (laughs) You didn't know the months in order until you were 25. I had to be installed in a full-time position at GE and receiving emails with the months in order, like, daily. And then I was like, literally, I would get an email that's like, hey, can you get this to me? But, like, 2018-08-12. And I'd be like, what month is eight? (laughs) And I had to learn them. I did not know the months in order. You were working at GE Building engines, and you did not know the months in order? No. no oh, my God. No, 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 no. I, uh, yeah, no. I had absolutely no idea. This is actually one of my most famous torch prep stories. Is like, I just never knew the months in order, and, like, I would just... How is that possible? I just never had to encounter it that much. Like, you you live it. It's every day of your life. Yeah, but, like, like who walks up to you and is like, dude, how crazy is spring? Month number six. Like, no... <laughs> Which, like, obviously it's not spring, but, like... That's no, not spring. Okay, that's fucking summer. But, like, no one is, like... No one in normal life, like, refers to the months as their number in the order. It's like, dude, can you believe this March weather? And you're like, yeah, I guess every time someone has talked about this, March has kind of been like this. I've never, like, numerically arranged the months <laughs> to, like, what the weather I'm experiencing is. It's like, I just didn't know. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast that we need to discuss this. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know the months in order until I was like 25. <laughs> so it's 2 3, 2 6, which is now February. So it's winter. It's cold outside. If you're like me, it's cold. Polar <laughs> vortex just came through. You know, <laughs> it's Super Bowl time. Everyone knows that time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so about the game. <laughs> I just didn't think that was going to be that shocking. I thought that was more common. How is that not supposed to be shocking? Why did you know the months in order? I don't know. When I was like, 10? Come on. No fucking way. <laughs> no one knows that when they're 10. It's just like... Yeah. Did you I know mean, that knuckle I, trick? I, I, I never understood admit, the knuckle trick. I, I, I learned the knuckle trick. Yeah, but like no, October and November were the only ones that I ever mixed up. That I can recall. That's like, well, so my <clears throat> birthday is October, so I always knew that one. Oh, so you always knew that one was 10, but other than that. Yeah, because like, I had to write that <laughs> shit down. Because like 2018, or like 1991-10, <laughs> and then next month is Thanksgiving, which I love, so yeah. that's 11, <clears throat> which is then followed by Christmas, which I love, so that's 12, which is then followed by January, which because it's number one. 13. So got that. <laughs> and then it's just all a blur until October again. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That that just made my night so much better. Woo! All right, let's talk about the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl. Uh, let's get into like specific players. <clears throat> Obviously, like the Super Bowl was ridiculously boring oh from my a gosh, game perspective. Yes. Like that game was. I, I, I was telling Matt earlier. We were outside having a, another beer uh, and smoking and talking about Dorado it. High. In case you were wondering, Dorado High. Yes, great beer. After having. You know, hop slam. I don't know which one's better. We'll get into that. Definitely another, hop slam. Another episode. Uh, but that game might have been the most boring game 
I've watched the entire NFL season. So I'm I'm, I'm almost positive that that it's lowest scoring in NFL history. Lowest scoring game or Super Bowl? Low, sorry, lowest scoring Super Bowl in yeah, NFL history. Sure. Thirteen to three. We're talking about the Patriots, who are like the, the Bill Belichick led Patriots, mastermind genius of the NFL. Like, there's no doubt about it. There never has been a doubt about it. And he couldn't score more than 13 points. But okay, here here's Do you think he knew that? Like, do you think that Bill Belichick, like, I have I no idea how NFL game planning goes, but like, do you think that Bill Belichick looked at the matchup and was like, there's no way that we win an offensive shootout. So my game plan is my defense knows how to shut down Gurley Anderson Goff. And my offense is at least good enough to just burn the clock. And on average, we will win this game as long as we throw a bit. The only passes we throw are screens. That's all they did. Uh, Or we run the ball. And then we play good defense. And we will win the Super Bowl. Like, do you think that he had that plan? Or do you think that, like, this game was a shock to both of them? The both of them being Sean McVay and and Bill Belichick. I think... I, I can see that narrative where like Bill Belichick had that in mind, but, but I also think the Rams were terrible. Like the Ter- entire terrible. The or, you think the organization is terrible? No, 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 not, not the organization. That game they played terribly. Jared Goff was horribly oh inaccurate. Like speaking of which, horribly inaccurate for the entire postseason. Yeah, the I mean, entire postseason. He, he was, was terrible versus Saints Chiefs. Uh, yeah, they Saints. played Saints. Yeah. And then they had to buy the previously. He was terrible versus the Saints. Like, Jared Goff, the number one offense all year, right. couldn't score more than three points. You're freaking kidding me. I don't care that Todd Gurley's <laughs> out. We'll get into that. Oh, yeah. But, like, he's not an incompetent quarterback. They were indoors. There's no reason to say, oh, right. weather was a factor. No. no, Jared Goff was terrible. Look at his look at his passing numbers. He was not accurate. Every every throw that I saw that was to Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods, it was like it was four feet behind the guy or five mm-hmm. feet over his head. It was terrible. The entire game was just like, what is happening here? So do you think you think the pressure got to him? So like to bring this back to a fantasy world, do you think this is the Jared Goff, like the true Jared Goff, or do you think this is like Super Bowl? I'm a young guy. It got to me because. Like regular season, he had like a hundred and one passer rating, like yeah, which is you know it's good. Like yeah. completion percentage up in like sixty five percent. He's throwing a lot of yards, but do you think he was just helped along by Todd Gurley and how much they ran him into the ground, or do you think that like he just had a good like you know twelve games and they ended up like somewhere that they shouldn't be? So like, what do you think the fantasy outlook is for Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks? I think the the Rams struggled and Jared Goff struggled because of Todd Gurley. Mm. Todd Gurley didn't play much in that game. I think he had a total of like seven, maybe ten touches for like thirty five yards, something like that. And and honestly, he didn't really play low. much in the Saints game. It was shocking. Yeah, it was absurdly low. The Rams won't say what's wrong with him, but something's wrong. Yeah, like there, you can't convince me that something's not wrong. Right. Like I, I saw a sleeper report the other day that he's not going to need offseason surgery. I'm not buying that. Like, well, and also like <clears throat> to state the the status of one of your players as doesn't need surgery is like, okay, yeah, like that's kind of like the lowest bar possible. So is every other player that isn't injured, right? Like if you're saying that, then something's wrong, and I, I think that was a big reason why the Rams lost. Like. Don't get me wrong, C.J. Anderson wasn't terrible. I mean, C.J. Anderson is looking great, good. but like, you're gonna tell me that that freaking bowling ball. I was gonna say, you're telling me that Lard is as good as Todd Gurley? Like, no fucking <laughs> He's way. He's not. He's not as He's good as Todd Gurley. Absolutely yeah. not. So I think that was the biggest reason the Rams lost. Like every time, every time I saw Todd Gurley get on the field and pop off a big run that C.J. Anderson could not have done. It was like 12, 15-yard gain, which I know doesn't sound like a lot. It's not a 90-yard gain. But against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, that's a big game. Oh, I mean, if you're going to get a first down on like a run play or a screen play or something, like that's that's, that's worthy. absolutely massive. Yeah. Like to keep a drive going in the Super Bowl is 
unbelievably hard to do against oh, yeah. a Bill Belichick coach defense. Yeah, and every time, what happened? There was a holding call. Yeah. There was some stupid penalty that brought it back, and then all of a sudden, Gurley's not in the game. Right. Like, why are you taking out the number one running back in football? Right. Well, like, the, yeah, that's the shocking thing, right? It's all through, like, the all through the regular season. Like, we're not talking, like, oh, wow, they really moved him from, like, 18 touches to 12 touches. It's like, yeah. throughout the postseason, they moved him from, like, 30. I'm not 30 plus, crazy. at least. 30 plus touches to less than 10. To in the Super Bowl, I think he had less than 10. Yeah. And postseason, like against the Saints, he didn't have much either. Like, see, yeah. I literally was like, who is this crazy fat running back they have in CJ Anderson? <laughs> and, he looked, and he looked great, but like part of the threat of Todd Gurley is you don't know what he's going to do. Well, yeah. Like, CJ Anderson is not the receiving back. I think the Rams' offense, honestly, like, fundamentally changes for the worse when Todd Gurley can't be on the field mm-hmm. for every single play. I think that's a downgrade to Jared Goff. All around, yeah. I think it's a downgrade to Brandon Cooks, to Cooper Cup, to every single person. Yeah. I think next season what we're going to see, I'm going to make my like bold call here. People just can't hold up for that long. Like, oh yeah, Todd Gurley is a that young, many touches, that many guy. games in a row. No, it's it's absolutely brutal, especially because like if you're a running back, like when you're not running the ball, you're usually in pass protection or like going for a screen. But yep. like, so that means like you're still in contact, you're still yep. like accruing damage on your body, and so to for him to be like worn out at the end of the season with the number of touches he has is zero percent surprising mm-hmm. and for the rams to not be reporting that is also not that surprising but if i yeah. were to speculate and again this is all speculation it's that todd Gurley's body just couldn't hold up and they won't do it next year so i'm going to downgrade todd Gurley. i'm downgrading cooper cup i'm downgrading whatever oh, yeah. i'm or uh jared <clears throat> goff brandon cooks robert and woods. Hot, yeah robert woods um, hot take. I think the Rams are going to sign C.J. Anderson, and I'm not putting him that high on my draft board. Oh, no. Yeah, I, you can because no. Gurley's still there. Yeah, right. Like, it, He's always going to be a second. It's going to be one of those like 75-25 splits where when C.J. Anderson's on the field, it's not a guaranteed pass play. That's he, right. He's not just going to be a pass blocker. He's going to run the ball. Oh, yeah. and He's like, going to do well. Yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised to see them sign Anderson. I also... I guess I wouldn't be really super surprised if they didn't, and they just yeah. upgraded Michael Brown, John Kelly. Um, th- th- it's all speculation, but to me, it- it's clearly like they signed Gurley to a big contract. Oh yeah, I think it's like a four-year deal. Oh, they they want him to be there, and they want him to be a big deal. <clears throat> but they have to preserve him. And I kind I kind of wonder if even in the playoffs they knew like this guy cannot do this. Yeah. Which I think is, I think. I just don't think that his first 14 weeks of production of this year's NFL season, for fantasy purposes, can keep up. Oh, yeah. I just don't think it can. No way. He can't keep that pace up. And I think the hard thing is, in redraft leagues, he's going to keep going. And obviously, Joe's not going to get rid of him for pennies on the dollar. If you want to, call me. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to keep him. But it's going to be tough. Let's move over to the Patriots side of the ball. Yeah. So we got Tom Brady. Who's apparently going to play till he's 45 or 105, whichever comes first. No one knows. But <laughs> either way, in a redraft league, there's no way that Tom Brady is worth taking. I mean... I don't know. I mean, what, what did he end up this year in, in fantasy stats, right? I mean, I think he was at least the top 12. Yeah, but like for how early that he goes, he doesn't go that early though. I feel like he goes. Like like he's, third he's not. Round. He's not Aaron Rodgers. You, Aaron like, Rodgers. You're telling goes me super early. Brady is going to go before Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Andrew Luck. He definitely won't go before uh, Pat Mahomes. Then that. I mean, it, there's no way he goes before Rodgers. To me, there's no way. I wouldn't take him above Rodgers. I know that you wouldn't, but you're not like the average fantasy player. If you're taking Brady over Rodgers, get the hell out of fantasy. You're not welcome anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying where <laughs> the ADPs will probably put him. We'll find out. But, like, it's really interesting because Brady is... What did he finish? Uh, uh, number... Not like fucking expert rankings. Oh, gosh. That's garbage. Statistics, last three weeks, season... Um, so, I mean... 
at the end of the day, I think Brady. I have I have Brady on my dynasty team, and I was happy to hear obviously that he's not retiring because that means I don't have to replace him because my only other quarterback, only other quarterback is Josh Allen and Taysom Hill, who is dude. Love unless Taysom Drew Brees Hill. retires, I'm screwed. Big Taysom Hill. Um, but like, Tom Brady was average. He wasn't great. Like he he wasn't the goat of years past. I mean, he's the goat in that he won the Super Bowl, but yeah. w- like that's very different than fantasy relevance. Uh, yeah. Right? So Tom Brady last year was QB 14. That's not, not great. Even, not even a top that's not great. guy. But Here's, you start him. You, I mean, you start, but like barely. Yeah. Like you're going to start him because he's Tom Brady, but the exactly. reality is like here are the guys that are better than Tom Brady last year. Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan, who secretly did better than his MVP season two years ago, yep. and no one cares <laughs> because the Falcons sucked. Yep. Just saying. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, number three. Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Recently Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, far better than him. Philip Rivers, continually far better than him. Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is literally regarded as like bad. the biggest bust in the NFL, and he's yeah. still better than Tom Brady. And it's because Tom Brady is more of an offensive coordinator than he is a fantasy star. So I, I think like him. he will remain the greatest quarterback of all time because he's basically a coach on the field yeah. and knows how to run a game. And he's he's had the mega throws before. Oh, yeah. But I think one of the things that makes him the greatest quarterback of all time is that he's still relevant in this age. But there's so many younger quarterbacks that, for fantasy purposes, I'd rather have on my team. Mm-hmm. So, if I have him in Dynasty, I'm not offloading him. Oh, yeah. But, like, like I, I'm going to hang on to him until he's done. I think he's going to be but, absolutely massive bait in this next draft season for redraft because people are going to still take him in the fourth round. Yeah. And it's crazy town. It's I crazy think town. Gronk could hurt him. Because we don't know what's going to happen with Gronk. Like, is Gronk going to retire? Is he going to feel up his girlfriend in the Patriots Super Bowl parade? Nobody knows! Nobody knows, and also, nobody cares. Nobody cares! That's uh, He I is a madman. We're not going to get political, but that dude is a psychopath. <laughs> he is completely mentally unstable. Yes, 100%. Um, but... So yeah, Gronk, let's talk about Gronk. So like Gronk finished the season as number eleven. Yeah, way under what you want for him. Oh, if you're, I so mean, far people took him at the middle of the second. You want him at that at that value? He needs to be the one. He needs There's to be not the, even he like needs a to be the option to not. Be he the needs one. to be top three because yeah. I believe Zach Ertz oh gosh, goes yeah. what middle of four. Three is like the floor yeah. that you're asking at the second round. That's the first item off the board. If he's not the one two. You're pissed. Yeah. So, fantasy values for Gronk. Uh, my, I, what I've always heard is that basically Gronk and Brady go together. Is like, oh, yeah. Basically, they have like, and like, honestly, from both of their Instagrams, it kind of seems that way. It's like, mm. they're the old guys who are there. And like, yep. once one of them's done, they'll kind of be like out of it. But I think like Gronk and Brady have this weird thing where they both know how it goes. Like, Gronk knows that he can just like slug bottles of vodka and Brady will make it happen. <laughs> And, like, Gronk will just be there to, like, Gronk smash in the playoffs. Like, that's effectively what happened this year. Yeah. Like, Gronk was literally just like, I will make sure that I am healthy to Gronk smash playoff time. Yep. And what happened? He Gronk smashed. Yep. So, for fantasy implications, like, I don't want Gronk on my team. I'm not drafting him. Like, I'm not making that happen. Which reminds me. Matre. The worst trade of all time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I feel bad about this trade. Here's the worst part about this. We've talked about this so many times this season. Montre traded George Kittle and Nick Chubb to get Gronk and Royce Freeman. Yeah. Royce Freeman came into the rookie draft last year as like the number, I think it was the number three running back. Number he was three. the number three running back yeah, off very, the board. Very high. Uh, very highly ranked. Not so much at the end of the year. No. He was really bad. Didn't Chris also trade for Philip Lindsay? Yes, that was me. Yeah, that was that was. I am sorry, Chris, sense. but I'm also not sorry. Uh, so Chris traded but away this, the, the worst part about second it. best tight end in the league. And yeah, what did Philip Lindsay finish as? Probably a top. He was a 20, top like twenty, top 20. Yeah, at least something like that. Uh, He's, he was number twelve. No drop. He was QB twelve. Yeah, he was running back twelve. He made some return on it. For Nick Chubb, who finished as... Well, he didn't trade away to Philip Lindsay. He he got Philip Lindsay for Amari Cooper. <laughs> me and him straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But he uh, traded, but away, he Nick traded away Nick Chubb. Who ended as 15. <sighs> Gosh, that's And he's looking good. He's looking real good. And George Kittle looks amazing. And he does, Gronk might retire. We'll see how... Yeah, if Gronk retires, it's that's obviously a, that's the, the worst trade That's the ultimate burn of trade. I think what, to me, what has to happen for this to be the worst trade of all time is that Jimmy G is coming back next season... Mm-hmm. It has to maintain because I think a lot of times what happens is that the tight end position is very reliant on the type of quarterback that's there. Oh my there. gosh, yeah. And so if Jimmy G will continue to rely on George Kittle, yep. it'll be the worst trade of all time for yep. sure, hundred percent. But it could change. Could change. It could Nick be a me- it could be a mediocrely horrible trade. Yep. Never goes in Chris's favor. That's hundred percent. That sure. is true. But hey, Chris, keep making moves, man. Yeah. Try to move Gronk. Why not? Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean. You've, Dude, I'll buy Gronk for. Uh, I got. The, I think I got Bengals. I'll give you Theoretic. Oh, dude, Theoretic, you got <laughs> Gotta have him. Gotta have him. Definitely gotta have him. Um, so let's jump into some NFL drama real quick. Yes. So the NFL drama that we're really going to touch on because we're Bengals fans is uh, the Steelers. The Steelers. The Steelers. The just, entire team. Their whole organization is imploding. <laughs> It's absolutely... It's all going downhill. So we got Lev Bell, who's obviously ruined last season for them and is leaving uh, Mm -hmm. for somewhere. Greener pastures. And we got Antonio Brown, who is just literally nuking himself on social media to get traded. (laughs) Like, that's the only way that I can put it. And it's 100% true. Uh, So you have Lev Bell, obviously. Hopefully this impacts you. Where are you hoping Lev Bell ends up? Do you want him to go to the Eagles? That's a big... That's that's a heavy speculation. So originally... As a Colts fan, I wanted him to go to the Colts. Like I think I told Jason this in like week four. Oh, week the Colts will be. That's be. It would be amazing. Andrew Luck and Lev Bell oh, could be great. I would feast. Yeah. I would be so happy emotionally. Oh yeah. And physically, my life would be good. Uh, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Marlon Mack has panned out really well He's this year. Really good. He's been really good. Uh, so I don't see any reason for the Colts to sign Lev Bell. However, if it still happens, I'll be really happy. Thank you, Chris Ballard. Uh, look into him if you want to understand more why I say that. Uh, but I think there's a pretty good chance that Lev Bell ends up with the Jets, uh, possibly in a weird situation, the Raiders. I would love the him. The Raiders! I see that happen. John oh. Green's a freaking madman. Oh, man. He's a madman. Oh, I haven't if, even thought if about he that he ended one. up there, it would be odd. But I wouldn't be surprised because John Gruden is an odd person. Uh, I, I would like to see him though at like Eagles. Honestly, I don't, I don't mind the Jets. Like the Jets wouldn't be horrible. With, Sam with, Darnold's not terrible. He doesn't look horrible, and, and, and I think it gives them a lot of opportunity to grow and kind of just build into their quarterback and wide receiver core. Um, ideal situation though, I do want him to end up at the Colts. Yeah. Not only for my personal like Colts fandom, but. What his playing style is. Okay, so Cheek and I just had the most terrifying moment of our lives. Oh, Power gosh. surged at our house. Thank you, Duke Energy. Uh, and uh, uh, my heart. It. We had 51 minutes recorded, and it just literally went black in the basement, <sighs> and my computer turned off. But luckily, Audacity had saved a recovery file, so we're good to go. Miracles can happen. Yes, God <laughs> is real. So we were talking about how uh, Cheek wants Antonio Br- or uh, Lev Bell to go to the <clears throat> Colts. So let's move on to Antonio Brown. Yes. More drama with the Steelers. Do you think he's going to get traded? Do you think that hurts his value if he does? I definitely think it hurts his value. Um, I, honestly, I think it hurts both Lev Bell and Antonio Brown's value, no matter where they end up. Because Pittsburgh off- Pittsburgh's offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Oh, they've been great. Um, and AB, I think, has so much impact beyond Antonio Brown. Yeah. Juju's not going to be Juju without AB. Juju isn't oh, the one. Oh, interesting, interesting. Like, he's been the two on the... Depth chart. So you think he kind of like gets away with some of the stuff that he gets away with because he's facing like he doesn't get the lockdown corner. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and I mean, who's okay? Antonio Brown leaves. Who's the number two in Pittsburgh? Juju. Well, no, no, no. Juju becomes the number one. Who's uh, the number two? Oh, I don't know. James Washington. Oh God. The rookie. Poor Juju. Or Ryan Switzer, the second year. Yeah. Rookie. Like, there's not much behind him. They can shut down Juju, and that is where I think it has huge impact. Antonio is going to be Antonio wherever he goes. 
He's going to, whatever team he ends up at, he's going to be the one. Right. Whether it's the 49ers, uh, that, that, that's honestly the biggest one that I've heard. I mean, it, it could be anywhere, though. I mean, it could be the freaking Dolphins. Right. Like, th- there are so many teams that he can end up at. He'll be the one. He's not going to be Antonio. He's not going to be the number one wide receiver at the end of the year. No. I don't think that's possible. I mean, still number 12. You really can't 12. do that. Like, the, the, the amazing thing about Antonio Brown and Lev Bell is that you're talking about like two to potential number ones on the same team. Oh, yeah. And I think the thing that's like crazy about that is that they both kind of need each other. Is like oh, yeah. one of the reasons that Antonio Brown gets one-on-one coverage on the Steelers all the time is because you got to stack the box to stop Lev Bell. Yep. And you got to make sure that you got linebackers or like your fastest linebacker or safeties covering Lev Bell when he goes out for a screen because like yep. you just got to stop him. So it creates this dynamic environment where both of them can thrive, and basically their egos have like destroyed the Steelers and themselves. I don't know if it's their egos though. I mean, for like, I mean, Lev Bell, it's like, all right, I get that you want to get paid. Wants to get paid. I mean, Antonio Brown, it's pure ego. Like that dude is a tool. I think it's partly ego. Antonio Brown saw that like. Juju was getting way more targets, yep. way way more like hype than he was. But your and team's he's the winning. number one. But he's winning. You're but winning. But they didn't. They didn't even make it to the playoffs. But they would have. He literally sat out for the back half, like the last two games. He was like literally fucking riding a bike. <laughs> he went on like a monster singing show. I'm torn on it. Yeah, that was that was a bad move. That was a uh, terrible move. <laughs> he literally just didn't show up, like to be such a little baby, but. I don't. If I'm a coach, I'm not. Be, I'm not like, oh man, Antonio Brown. That's the personality I want on my team. Fantasy wise, do you want him on your team? Where? How do you feel about Antonio Brown right now? Like, uh, he's Antonio Brown. He's uh, the number one or top five minimum the past four years. I have such a hard time answering this question because I always want coaches and organizations to be more principled. Than they are, yeah. But so like, because like OBJ is kind of a little bitch. Oh, my. I I don't want him on any of my fantasy teams. No, I can't stand that. Especially guy. with the injuries. But yeah. like, he's just a little bit. He, but like when he's in and he's complaining, he gets his targets. Yep. And that's what like for like, like just the Sith Lord fantasy player in me is like, <laughs> yes, give me the points. But I just don't want him to do well as a human. So then like to root for that human is just tough to do um so i just genuinely don't think like i i seriously think that what antonio brown showed this year more people will feel like me including nfl coaches where they're like this guy is just too self-centered to be useful Hmm. and he'll go the route of like chad ochocinco oh no way and be heading like way down no way because chad ochocinco was like a generational talent he was, yeah. Whose ego got in the way. Well, because he changed his damn last name. I mean, Chad Johnson. I mean, first off, refer to him by his legal name. <laughs> I mean, don't disrespect him. I mean, Chris, what can you, you do me a favor and put Chad Ochocinco on your team? You got Des Bryant. Why not, right? <laughs> Just sign him up. Uh, so I think it's going to be rough. I think it's going to be rough sledding for Antonio Brown, but it, it uh, might not be. That's just that's just how I feel. I, I think it'll. I, I think he's going to get a quick dose of reality. I will say that. Like, there, there's no way he goes to another team and is what he was. Yeah. He will take a downgrade. I still think he's a top 12. It could be true. could be true. Man, I'm surprised just, you don't feel that. I just... It just wouldn't shock me. Like... I'm gonna give a hot take right now. I'm not gonna give a hot take. I'm just gonna say... <laughs> That at the end of the season next year, if Antonio Brown is not a top 12 wide receiver, it won't be that surprising to me. Man, it would be surprising to me. He He's young enough. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to put money against it. Oh, yeah. But that makes it like a 40-60. Like 40% not surprised. 60% he should be a top 12. It's like, it's really close. I'm not going to like bet against it, but... If it happened, I'd be like, well, like, remember that time that he was just a fucking asshole? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't surprise me. 
That's fair, I guess. I mean, I honestly, I feel the same way about both these guys. Where like, Lev Bell and Antonio both. I, I think no matter where they end up, for me personally, I think they are a top twelve talent. But that doesn't mean that they're used in the right ways. So I, I guess I could see that narrative where like. I see a world where Antonio or Lev Bell go to a team, and honestly, Lev Bell goes to the Jets. Yeah. I'm not as excited. No. Look at Isaiah Crowell this year, or Elijah McGuire, whoever was their running back. Nobody cares because they weren't that good. Uh, and Antonio Brown's the same way. Like, look at Pierre Garçon. Look at uh, Marquise Goodwin. Like, they weren't that good this year. If they right. go, to, if he goes to the 49ers, so I, I see that. I, I I don't want to believe it because of what those guys have been. Yeah. Like I their mean, talent, their talent, their talent should outweigh sure. their ability to catch the ball or run the ball. But the problem is that, like, I think that they believe that their talent is greater than the team. Yeah, and so their ego definitely plays. Them. Their ego gets real big. So, which, and we've seen ego take down players in the past, and so maybe that happens again. That's that's kind of what I feel is going on with Antonio Brown. Lev Bell, I think, is genuinely more just about getting security for himself. So I think oh, for Lev Bell, the risk is way lower. I think that Antonio Brown is just a straight-up diva, and honestly, I, I hate him. I think Antonio's piggybacking off of the Lev Bell situation. Yeah, he is, for sure. Yeah. He, he just he, like Literally, everything about Antonio Brown's situation is like... I mean, honestly, like he's just he's just a total tool. He's yeah. literally just like so self-interested to the point where like he's not even just self-interested about like securing his income. He's just... He is self-interested about like what the media thinks about him which like to me if you're like a guy who's like well you know i really should make 60 million dollars over these years for my talents i should make sure i do that versus like i'm gonna be a total diva and make sure i end up a rock star and go on a fucking reality show (laughs) like that's just like you have just lost all respect and i would hope that every other player and coach in the nfl has done the same and it wouldn't affect their game planning but that's probably why i'm not an nfl coach yeah you know, you got a job being whatever the hell you do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> One so, other player that I've just thought about that just came to mind with NFL like drama, I guess not really drama, but really big NFL impl- implications is Nick Foles. Dude. Big dude dick. almost got the Eagles to the Super Bowl for the second time in a row. Big Dick Nick is a big player here. That dude, like I've heard a lot of rumors that he's going to the Jaguars. I'm... I, I can't check because ESPN's broken, uh, but I'm pretty sure he's on free agency right now. If I'm not mistaken, he is a free agent, and if that's the case, man, that is the hottest free agent pickup. Like, Britain, once the, the season what's starts the back rule up. rule on, on ESPN being broken but me wanting to pick up a player? I have no idea. Apparently, we're switching to Sleeper. I don't know about that. Okay, that's, uh, that. that's a future episode. But yeah, we'll figure that out as the as the offseason goes. But that's really exciting, honestly, for me to just see, like, this guy who has been fun to watch. Like, he wasn't bad with the Eagles. This, Like, in the playoffs, he wasn't this freaking bones of a man. Like, he was actually a good quarterback. Yeah, but in the regular season, he wasn't that great. He got him to the playoffs. They weren't going to make it without him. They were going to make it without him, but like they also might have made it with Carson Wentz. They might have made it. They did Wentz make it with Nick. Didn't Wentz. literally break his back. Not my problem. <laughs> I didn't say it was your problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like honestly, from a fantasy implication standpoint, if Nick Foles is on, like, if he's on free agency, I want him for sure. Oh my like, gosh, yeah, because he might. He's going to be a starter. You might have a starting quarterback. Yep. He probably will. I think he's going to get overpaid, and we're going to be looking at a Kirk Cousins situation. Uh, that please don't let that happen. Or a Case Keenum situation. Case Keenum's so bad. He's garbage. But I think it's going to happen. I think I don't think Nick Foles is that great of a quarterback. I think Carson Wentz is oversold. I think over the next five years, we'll watch Carson Wentz decline, and we'll be like, what happened to the Eagles? Remember that freak year that Nick Foles, like, whatever happened? There'll be, like, a weird ESPN 30 for 30 on it, and, like, that's just, like, what's going to happen. <laughs> That's my prediction on the Eagles, right there. Five the year, Eagles in a hole. Five-year take on the Eagles. Thank you, Doug Peterson. Is he still the? Yeah, he's yeah. There. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, so we've been riffing for an hour. Hour. Uh, Cheek and I just love doing this. So thank you guys oh so much gosh, for listening. Yes. Uh, our plan for the off season is to do this once a month. We're gonna target the first Wednesday of every month. Yes. We'll kind of give like what's going on with off-season trades, a brief NFL update. And uh, then we'll hopefully hold us over until August, 
I mean, I'm sure we'll get back into this in the preseason, right? Yeah, I mean, like, we got to yeah. get over to the preseason, but, I mean, I just, I was just trying to think of how long it was until football was back, and I just, my brain actually shut down because I It's just, not gone. What do you mean it's not gone? I haven't, I haven't checked out. I mean, I'm still in it. I mean, I'm in it, but, like, the next and time that an NFL game is played, and I'm not talking Hall of Fame <laughs> game, I'm not talking, preseason gets big, preseason for sure. Since we talked about this earlier... How many months is it until seasons start back up? And what month would that be? Probably like August, <laughs> which is month number eight. So we're looking at eight minus two. That's probably six months. That's like half my year. But honestly, like it doesn't really matter what's happening because ESPN, literally ESPN. It won't let that, us in. It literally won't let us in. Uh, so I'm so frustrated right now. I am shocked. <laughs> it's gonna be a long off season. So once a month is kind of what we're targeting. Yes. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I really don't have any other to wrap up. My honestly, my mind is kind of thrown for a loop through that power outage. So yeah, I'm just, that, trying to, I'm just trying to limp to the end here and get it done. <laughs> just gimping my way through. No, it, it was awesome uh, getting back in here and recording an episode, Matt. I gosh, I've missed this. I I didn't. <laughs> Matt texted me and said, "Come over and record," and I was like. No, let's just do it another night. And then he texts me again. I won't tell you what he said, but it was aggressive. I literally cussed him out. Per the usual, Matt. <laughs> uh, and I was like, gosh, I missed this. And after recording this episode, gosh, I missed this. Uh, so we, I'm really excited about the offseason. It has been super fun uh, to catch up with everybody, to hear Jason's super hot takes on wanting every single first-round rookie pick. Uh, good luck, Jason. Again, you're not getting all of them. Uh, I got two. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the offseason. I'm really excited about the start of the season. The NFL draft, I'm sure we're going to do an episode on that. Got that's, it. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be a March. We'll absolutely cover that. We're going to cover uh, the rookie, like pre-rookie draft, what we're doing there. We're going to cover preseason, of course, when that time comes. Up until then, we literally have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, so we'll um, figure it out month by yeah. month. Yeah, we'll let you know at the beginning of the episode. So hang in there, listen. Until next month, I don't know. Do whatever you want. Listen to the footballers, then listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> or the spitballers. All right, or spitballers. So, yeah. We'll see you guys later. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, yeah, love being in a league with you guys. See you later. See ya. See ya.